This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. A science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, out. I it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true stories of how science has affected people's lives. A quick reminder, we have two upcoming events. February 5th in New York is Love and Science, and February 15th in Boston is Metamorphosis. See storycollider.org for more details. This week's story is from Tara Clancy. The story was recorded in January 2013 at Union Hall in Brooklyn. The theme of the event was Behind the Scenes. All right. I'm standing online at a dollar store in Cottonwood, Arizona. Uh, it's called Family Dollar, which makes me feel bad, you know, as if the families who shop here have only one sole dollar, which sadly they must refer to as the Family Dollar, and I realize that this does not make any sense, but now as I am standing there, I have conjured an image in my mind of an entire family sitting around their kitchen table staring at a dollar bill in a picture frame. So the line moves and I snap out of it. But then I realize that in front of me there is a very, very overweight woman. And in her shopping cart there are two half-gallon bottles of Coke. Uh, one of those like three-pound plastic jugs of cheese balls. And her obese two-year-old kid. And just then the little girl starts to fuss. And without missing a beat, the woman grabs a bag of Funyuns off the rack and hands them to her. Now, in a matter of seconds, I run through the, like, the entire emotional spectrum, you know, literally from being furious to being on the verge of crying to being depressed, you know, to laughing. And finally, I steady myself by thinking, okay, more than likely, this woman does not mean to harm her child. Somehow, some way, she just doesn't know, you know? She just doesn't know. And so I pay, and I leave the store, and in the car, I find myself listing all of the things that I don't know, you know? Uh, how to build a house, fly a plane, uh, use any TV remote besides my own, you know? <laughs> now, I, uh, I grew up in, in what I call the uh, Archie Bunker section of Queens, uh, where it wasn't uncommon for my father to make me a mayo and Wonder Bread sandwich. So it often feels like, you know, not knowing things is just in my blood. Uh, but then I, uh, I went to college and I moved to Manhattan, which was not something many people I knew had done. Uh, and I hadn't read a lot of books and I didn't know very many people all that different from me and I didn't even know I had an accent until college, you know. Uh, so life was just a very steep learning curve. And in many ways, I was afraid when I realized how little I knew. Uh, so I think that there was a part of me, 
standing in that dollar store that feared that if life had gone a slightly different way, I may have been the woman buying the three pounds of cheese balls. So for all of these reasons, for the next three years, I became obsessed with theoretical physics. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, not long after I got back from Arizona, I came upon this article uh, on string theory, which I had never heard of, uh, that started by saying that it was a potential theory of everything, which I had also never heard of. But I remember thinking, like, my God, you know, a theory of everything, you know? I don't even know what I want for lunch, you know? And there is a theory of everything. And that was it, you know? I started reading everything I could. I knew absolutely nothing to start off with, not the basics of physics, not much beyond elementary school science, all right? Let me put it this way. Up until this point, the most notable thing having even to do with science in my life uh, was getting kicked out of science class, okay? And one time in particular. Uh, so I was the kind of high school student that, uh, you know, if I wasn't uh, asleep or, or high, I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> my best friend was uh, Allie Byrne, a, a thugged out Irish girl, you know, with blonde hair and freckles, who could have been the love child of Barbie and Snoop Dogg, you know? So it's, it's freshman year biology, and Allie and I are sitting together in the lab when we figure out that this red pipe in the far back with this wheel at the top uh, is probably the gas line. And we figure, and this really is our only goal, that if we turn on the gas, we'll all get out of class, you know? So to distract Mr. Samet, uh, Allie jumps on top of the desk and starts dancing in like a five-inch skirt and door knocker earrings, you know, while I run to the back, shimmy up the pipe, and turn the wheel. But what we don't realize as the gas starts hissing out of all the little spigots on the desks, you know, and Mr. Samet starts screaming, is that in the adjoining lab, the sophomore chemistry class is using the Bunsen burners. So the entire school is evacuated. It was not any huge explosion or anything, but I'm told that there was some little reaction. Still, I became known as the girl who blew up the lab, and Allie and I were expelled from that school. Okay. Uh, so it's 13 years later. I am 27 and obsessed with quantum theory. Uh, Allie has three kids. Uh, I have been reading everything I could since the family dollar. You know, I started uh, with Stephen Hawking, uh, where I first heard of quantum mechanics, which I went on to explain to my mother this way. Uh, at its most base level, everything is nuts, so fuck it. <laughs> and then I went on to... Uh, Brian Greene, you know, and super string theory, you know, so after which I called my mother back and I was like, Enma, everything is made up of one-dimensional strings, but my first call still applies. Uh, and then finally to Richard Feynman, uh, who, who I love, yeah, uh, who I love and who is also from Queens and has an accent 
just like my Uncle Mike, uh, but was also able to popularize quantum electrodynamics. You know, eh, can't say that for my Uncle Mike. Uh, so after three obsessive years, I actually decide to join the New York Academy of Sciences so that I can now go to science lectures in my free time. Uh, and so here I am, you know, uh, at, after a lecture uh, at the brand new World Trade Center 7 building on the 40th floor. And there are floor to ceiling windows with a view uh, of lower Manhattan and Brooklyn and even up to Queens. Uh, and while I can still see it. Uh, I am far from home, you know. Uh, I knew just enough at this point that I could actually hang around uh, after the lectures and chat with actual scientists. And so I'm doing that, and uh, the guy I'm talking to stops me, and he's like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I must have missed it. Um, what exactly is your field? And I was like, right, of course, you know, uh, what's my field? Uh, I am a bartender from Queens. Huh? How's that for a field? <laughs> Uh, he he also left, uh, but he was he was actually nice, and he was he was pretty impressed. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm happy to say that theoretical physics has become to me uh, at this point less a filler for that chip on my shoulder, and more just a reminder that most things are completely chaotic uh, and unknowable. Uh, it will remain my hobby, uh, or the way I like to think of it, uh, the way in which I distract myself from reality with reality. <laughs> uh, but, you know, while I may hope that somewhere in another dimension I am an actual physicist, uh, in this one I am just a girl who will go home and watch the Brian Greene PBS special over and over again, uh, solely because I am under the strange impression that it will somehow prevent me from ever feeding my own kid a Funyun. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. That was Tara Clancy. Tara is a writer, third-generation New York bartender, and licensed city tour guide. Her writing has appeared in the New York Times, and her solo show was featured in the New York Fringe Festival. She is also a Moth Grand Slam champion. Originally from Queens, Tara now lives in Manhattan with her wife and son. Links to her writing and videos of her telling stories can be found at taraclancy.com. That's T-A-R-A-C-L-A-N-C-Y dot com. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have our magazine, archives of the podcast, and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Weck, Darren Barker, and Ari Daniel Shapiro. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, Josh McCall, and Raffaella Benin. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Union Hall for hosting the show, and to World Trade Center 7 for what is indeed a hell of a view. Thanks for listening. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.